This is BFBS Esports Live with OJ Borge. It's indeed time to cry havoc and get on with another Esports Live on BFBS. I'm OJ Borge along with a man who is a lover, he's a fighter, he's handy with an elastoplast, he's combat medical technician and also has the longest title ever because he's also the founder and CEO of Skull Esports, Jonah Jupp. Hey buddy, how are you? Not bad, another week, another show. I know, another mate, week. a whole seven days. How many different games have you played? since we last chatted oh not many i think it's just valorant and uh party animals i think that's about the only two i've played really yeah i've played um, one i've played call of duty and that's it yeah i mean i've been heavily uh sort of indulged in valorant recently i ranked up a couple of times so you know not hard stock silver anymore um but as valorant players i know it's it's hard to get good teams these days it is so, yeah. it is um now why do we do this if the first time you're listening to esports live well gaming we all know that it's a form of escapism whether you play on your phone or you play on your pc or you play on a console however you play it is that escapism but taking it further and playing online the esports version of it it's communication it gives you the ability to keep in touch with friends and family around the world whether you are just playing at home or you're away on a base somewhere uh, and this is your home of anything and everything to do with gaming and esports within the armed forces and the war room is a new thing that we've done a couple of times before talk to me about the war room jonah what is it and what we're playing this week so this week again we've got party animals so we're going to be jumping into a game of party animals um and yeah it'll be a great time uh now this evening we're going to talk all about code bowl after the fourth installment took place in la last thursday uh, the forces had how many teams went was it all the forces was it three teams that went so two teams from each service so Six two teams. navy two ref and two army that is a lot we're going to talk to steve rennie the chair of the ref video gaming esports association later on do you have music on, Jonah, when you're gaming, when you're playing, depending on the game? Do you ever actually have music on at the same time? Definitely not. And like first person shooters, you need to listen to those footsteps. But like in a game like this, yeah, it's, it's quite fun to have a few, a few tunes on that you like and uh, jam out with your mates while you're playing. But yeah, definitely not when you need to try and focus. It's, it's not the thing to do. That is absolute pro tip as well, actually. It's one of those things. Yeah. You learn. If you do play first person shooters, something like Call of Duty or Counter-Strike, a lot of it, if you've got the great gaming headphones, it's about trying to work out where people are from the footsteps. Yeah, exactly. And it's like all about people just using the sound rather than actually being good at the game. Uh, better, the, better the headset, the better you are at the game, uh, as people say. Yeah, how good <laughs> is your headset? Have you got a good one? Uh, so I use uh, in-ear monitors a lot of the time. But yeah. I mean, um, they're good. I mean, they're good for knowing where they people are. They are really are. good. Very, very good. Yeah. In that case, then, um, we've got a little clip from your stream. In that case, then, oh, talking man. about how good your, your monitors are and how great it is hearing what's going on. What was happening here? Wait, wait. I flashed for you. Three. Wait, I'm flashing. Three, two, one. Myself. <laughs> so you did what there, Jonah? Uh, so I was trying to flash for a teammate, but I accidentally flashed myself and my teammate at the same time. Uh, and then in the meantime, in real life, my head was trying to move out the way like I was <laughs> somehow inside of the game. Yeah. Um, it's very wacky. I, I don't know what was going through my head, but it was pretty embarrassing. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's your army <laughs> training right there. That is that is your cat-like reflexes, dodging that flash. For sure. Yeah, I do you know I do I do that in a game. I don't think I move terribly when I'm playing if I'm just playing on the console or whatever. But I do I did have a virtual reality setup for a while, and I got very into Space Pirate Trainer, mm. which is just like it's like futuristic Space Invaders, and uh, you have to duck and weave under the shots that come in. And I did headbutt yeah. the wall, which I was very offended at at the time and yeah. sort of half. Many a broken uh, headset controller or whatever when you're playing VR. Oh, um, absolutely, one hundred percent. Talking of chatting to people, so we're talking about obviously mm. what you hear when you play a game. So there's there's listening to what's going on, and it's also if you're playing a strategic game, a Call of Duty yeah. or a, a Counter-Strike, whatever it is. How difficult is it to listen and give commands when it comes to strategy? So who's where, what you're going to do, putting your, your strats in place? 
So in common in esports, obviously we have an IGL, so an in-game lead uh, who who you know has experience in the game, like sort of studies strategies and things like that, and they're primarily responsible for just sort of making those calls. And while meanwhile everyone else is like carrying out the tasks, like flashing for each other and things like, that. especially in games like Valorant, like mm. it's really important to have strategy. Um, but as everyone knows, it always goes to plan. Uh, often communication can break down. People start shouting at each other, and uh, yeah, things go uh, a bit sideways. Yeah. Mac, mic discipline, right there. So here's a question then: with you, with your army uh -huh. training, is your mic discipline better when it than other people that you've played with who haven't been in the service? I mean, probably not. I'm pretty horrendous <laughs> on the mic, but <laughs> I mean, even my voice, uh, my voice procedure uh, <laughs> at work is uh, <laughs> it's not particularly great. I'm sorry to all the comspecs and. Uh, signal is out there but it's pretty horrendous well they, they might be better um let's talk let's talk code bolt now if you don't know what yeah. it is we will describe everything about it we'll do that with steve rennie uh, now i did just say we were going to talk to steve rennie the chair of raf video gaming and esports association uh, and i wouldn't be the person to say this jonah i wouldn't but is it like mm. the raf to be late to an appointment uh i mean i just asked the people who uh <laughs> have uh, relied on them a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the amount of REF flights I've taken, uh, let's just say they, they often don't appear on time, whether that's down to something else or... Uh or their uh, time management, but who knows? Who knows? Well, well, Steve isn't <laughs> with us right now, the reason I'm saying this. Um, so let's talk about Code Bowl. We mentioned it yes. briefly last week. It is a big thing in Forces Gaming around Call of Duty. The Code Bowl is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the biggest event we attend each year um, as in terms of, you know, worldwide esports uh, e in the military um now a lot of interesting results this year um i don't know if we're, we're allowed to go into them um but yeah i mean an unexpected result <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about why it why why, why are we not allowed to talk about it is it because it's because it's not happened yet it's not been released what's the reason we can't talk about it no, no, I was, I was wondering if our guest was going to come and talk about it. Oh, well. well. I'll speak about it while we're... Uh, Look, we'll talk, we'll talk about it now. We'll get him on to talk about the RAF stuff in a bit. Mm. But tell us about it. What what was the unexpected result? Who were we expecting to win this? Because it's a big so old tournament the... that goes between the yeah. British forces, it, between America and Canada for the first time. Yeah, Canada turned up for the first year and they won. No so, way, first time. Yeah, yeah. so the Royal Canadian Air Force took home the W and the trophy uh, this year. Um, to everyone's surprise. I mean, they sort of came in. Uh, they... They all dropped into the map. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's, it's a game essentially of Warzone um, on Call of Duty. Um, and yeah, they wiped the floor of everyone by the looks of things. Uh, the scoreboard told us enough. Uh, the points uh, gap between uh, the first and second place was that of something pretty impressive. I think all the all the professional cop players that were at the competition were also very impressed uh, with what they saw. I mean, that is wild. I know when the RAF yeah. when the RAF took the trophy because they the RAF have won it twice, I think, before. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. So they, I think they won it um, a couple year, a few years ago. Um, then they lost it again to the Americans. Then they won it again, and now they've lost it again to the Canadians. So whether they pull it back next year or not uh, is another story. But hopefully, not biased or anything, but the Army takes home a, a W at some point. Well, yeah. I, well, do you know what? We can actually ask him right now because his flight has landed. He's right in here right now. Steve Rennie, the chair of the RAF Video Gaming and Esports Association, has joined us. Steve, mate, thanks for coming. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing good, mate. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting. We were just talking about the Code Bowl, and we were talking about the surprise winners. Did it take you by surprise that the Canadian? Air Force, they rolled in and rolled out with the trophy. 
so from what I heard, they, they spent a lot of time practicing the team uh, to the Genta because chatting them afterwards. So the, yeah, I, I, it was good to see like a, another like Air Force win it and and to be like a, a Commonwealth partner nation to win it as well. So like it's it's kind of like keep keeping it in in the house almost. Yeah, uh, are you basically saying uh, at least we beat the Americans? Is that what you're saying here? Yeah, I'm definitely saying that without saying <laughs> it. Yeah. Right. How did the RAF team? Commonwealth takes it home. Yeah. How did the RAF uh, team do? Well, yeah, we we came we came fifth in the end, so, but uh, we did win the first the first round out of four. So I'll I'll take my wins where I can, but uh, it, it was still a good performance in the team. But just was unfortunate that uh, the third game didn't didn't go brilliantly for us, and and that, that was enough to to put us out of the running to win. Jonah, how did the army do? Well, the army looked like they uh, were doing well in the practice, um, but you know when they came it came into the actual game. Um, yeah, they also did pretty well. I mean, I can't remember where they placed. I mean, Steve uh, might be able to correct me. I think they came third or fourth, was it? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I won't embarrass you. <laughs> uh, how did? Okay, while we're on this, how did the Navy do? Uh, yeah, the Navy did all right. Not not as not as well as that, yeah, but they did all right. Um, the gravy, the gravy participated. We'll, we'll, we'll give them that. Um, Steve, uh, what, yeah. what was it like? I mean, you competed there. What was it like to compete at it? Uh, I I I wasn't competing, so I, I was the, the uh, detachment commander for the three services. Uh, so I, I wasn't part of the the team. Uh, but it was it was quite a unique experience being there. So because it was called UC Next, there's like a lot more influencers than there was at the previous event. Uh, as well as that, like uh, being able to see the new game and things like that. Well, well, it was being being tested by the influencers was was, was quite a unique event. Uh. But yeah, it's quite it's quite a fun experience. Um, um, the the final placements in the end, I, I'm actually not too sure uh, how accurate the scores were because it ended up saying that the uh, the army was in last place. I'm pretty sure they weren't, so that's why I'm I'm not saying uh who who, who where the army and the navy placed because we aren't we aren't like I'm 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 not sure. I, I think uh the the orders of the teams were right, but the score the scores weren't. But it, yeah. it was a really uh, fun fun experience. It does look like it as a detachment commander. For those who don't know, I mean, what was your role at this? tournament so yeah I was, I was there to manage the the, the three services so i did all the staff work getting as they are uh i did all the uh the sort of background work of liaising with activision around their travel and uh helping the teams like to make sure that all their admin was in place for like getting the trip out there and then making sure things were running smoothly on the event and what was the vibe like the vibe yeah it was it was uh as i say like everyone's quite hyped to be there like it, it's quite a unique thing getting invited by a company to go and go and uh play in a tournament uh especially for charity uh being flown out to la uh, uh, uh courtesy of activision uh, and be able to represent the service is, is quite mm. uh like quite a privileged position and and all the teams were like aware of uh like how fortunate they were to be able to go out there I guess you could both answer this one. I mean, when you go to these tournaments, I mean, is it good for you just to be able to switch off from work for those two, three, four, five days a week? I mean, for my experience, you know, attending those types of events, you're almost more switched on as you were than you were in work because more often than not, you're putting a lot more effort. It takes a lot more coordination with people you haven't really had to spend much time with, like sort of outside of the game. Um, so I don't know about Steve, but, you know, it's a it's very intense experience and atmosphere in, the, in that sort of arena. Yeah, I, I I I would agree with that. The the esports and competition elements uh, is completely different experience than it is, uh, as as day to day life in the service, uh, which which is pre pretty obvious. But there's elements that yeah, the teams did get to relax and and, and like we wanted to enjoy it. But as well as that, there's like whole different elements of of military benefit that are delivered through esports. 
So the fact that teams uh, get to meet our allies, they get to interact with new people, put them out of their comfort zone. There's a lot of competition that goes on. There's a lot of uh, like extra like mental resilience training uh, and, and teamwork that goes into it. So as much as like yeah, the, the, like the, it's something fun. That there's still a lot of mil military skills that are used in, in competition like this and are used in any sport really that uh, the team can't completely switch off. But the like training different elements all the time, and and because of that, it, it's quite it's a really worthwhile experience for them. Absolutely, and I, I think Jonah, if you want to catch up, is it all on the it's on the official Call of Duty YouTube page, isn't it? If you want to catch up on the games, yeah. So the full match is on uh, the Call of Duty Twitch. Um, but if you want to catch up on the scores and things like that, just type in uh, Call of Duty endowment, endowment on Twitter, uh, and all the results are posted there uh, for everyone to see. Fabulous. Well, Steve, mate, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really enjoyed it. And hopefully at some point the rest of the season, we'll get you on to chat some more about the RAF Esports. Yeah, more than happy to. Nice one, Steve. Thank you very much. There you go. There goes Steve, who is the head of the RAF Video Gaming and Esports Association. Steve Rennie, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Jonah, mm. we've got a good minute and a half here to talk uh -huh. about esports news. What's going on in the world of, of esports? So uh, this week, uh, Horizon Union have left a uh, Apex Esports after several appearances at ALGS. If anyone doesn't know what ALGS is, it's the sort of pro league of uh, Apex. Um, now, with three, uh, we're sort of, they've got a content creator-oriented uh, team, or members of the team are content creators on Twitch and YouTube and the likes. Um, but in the statement, they basically said they'll continue to support the community and the industry uh, from the sidelines. Uh, a bit sad to see them exit, but they've had a good run. Um, and they're not saying that they're not going to return in the future. So that'd be quite exciting to see. Also, uh, it's been brought to my attention that Farming Simulator yeah! has uh, started an eSport in the UK. And so there's a land from the 17th and 18th of this month. Um, and it's the fifth tournament that uh, Farming Simulator would have run. Uh, uh, yes, Professional Farming Simulator. Ultimate Farming. Do you know, for a long time, I always wanted to be the face of Professional Nintendogs. We do a Digital Crufts and we'd see uh -huh. if we can take we can take Nintendogs Pro. It's never happened for me so far, but maybe the next best thing would be to take in on uh, a bit of Professional Farming Simulator. Uh, Jonah, thanks nice. so much for the news there. Have you ever played Farming Simulator, Jonah? I have a few times with a few mates. We've played more, spent more time playing hide and seek than we did actually uh, farming. So, yeah. Sounds like real farming to me. Not that I've ever farmed. If any farmers are listening, I apologise profusely. <laughs> Although I did do farm skills while I was at school. Um, that is it from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can catch up uh, again on a Sunday, 12.30 UK time. So that's 12.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, if you go to bfbs.com forward slash esports live, you'll find it all there. Uh, now, next week, Jonah, we're talking about two things, which I think mm. one of them is, is very close to me because I used to work in it and I still enjoy it now, which is e-cycling. Have you ever attempted that? No, but I've seen a lot of the scene, um, you know, people sort of Peloton, the likes of Peloton and stuff coming in towards the esports side. But also there's a few little apps that... Uh, oh, like Zwift. If you've never used Zwift, Zwift yeah. is wild. You can actually race on it, the rest of it. And I was I was a big part of it for quite a while and still use it to this day. And we're going to talk about your gaming setup. Why are we talking about your gaming setup? I'm not sure why we're talking about <laughs> gaming setup, but uh, definitely it's something that costs uh, gamers around the UK a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. It does indeed. And do you know what? I'll talk about my woes when it comes to a certain game that's just not been released on my preferred platform of gaming anyway thank you so much for joining us this week jonah as always thank you we'll see you same time next week uh, i'm oj board you can catch us next week same time on air online, online. on the app on fm and dab plus throughout the uk this is bfbs, BFBS. the forces station, station.